my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You are listening to Get Deeper, Go Higher, the media channel of the Deeper Life Bible Church, Miami, Miramar, in Florida. As you listen to this message, we pray it will bring life and health to your body, spirit, and soul, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father, we bless your name. We thank you for your goodness and your mercies. We thank you for this day of the Lord. We thank you for the blessings we have received thus far in this service. Thank you for what you still have in store for us. Lord, we pray that all you still have for us we will receive in Jesus' name. So what comes forth now, let it miss with faith in every heart. Let it accomplish the purpose for which you are sending your word into our lives in Jesus' name. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Let's look at Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Second Peter chapter 3 and in verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. If there is anything, and if there is only one thing that you need in life, it is the grace of God. Because in it consists all that you need for this life and for eternity. The grace of God. And the benefits it comes with. The benefits that it brings. The grace of God. And that is why it says grow in grace. And today I'm speaking on the message titled Growing in Grace. The Lord will increase His grace in your life in Jesus' name. And He will do the same in my life in Jesus' name. Growing in grace. We are looking at the message other three types of titles. Number one is our source of sufficient grace our source of sufficient grace number two our receiving of the savior's grace our receiving of the savior's grace and number three is our growth in the sustaining grace our growth in the sustaining grace Number one, our source of sufficient grace. To start with, what is grace? What is grace? What do we mean by grace? Grace, simply put, is the unmerited favor from God. It is the favor that God shows towards a man, towards a woman. And that favor is unmerited. The individual does not qualify for it. And but God just shows that favor. And that favor is not empty. It comes with package of benefits. The favor that God shows that makes him to bestow unmerited benefits, unmerited gifts, Unto the in, upon the individual to whom the favor is shown. Let me show you an example in the Old Testament. Genesis 
chapter 6. Let's read from verse 5. The grace of God, unmerited favor, that brings unmerited benefits and gifts and blessings. Genesis chapter 6, reading from verse 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man in the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. The Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, but both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Look at verse 8. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And what does that grace mean for him? What did that grace mean to him? And what did that grace brought into his life? You know the story. God showed grace to Noah. And Noah did not merit that favor. Bible does not tell us that it was because Noah was righteous. It, was, it doesn't tell us that it was because Noah was perfect man. Noah just found grace in the sight of the Lord. It was the prerogative of the Lord. And God showed him that grace. And that grace... That grace came with package of benefits, came with package of gifts, and we will see the, con the content of this package as we go uh, into details. You see, Noah must have committed sin, right? At one point in time, one point or the other in his life. But God did not look at those sins, He just showed him that favor. And he singled him out. That means the grace that God showed him came with a package of pardon and forgiveness of the sins that Noah had committed. And not only that, it was pardoned, it was forgiven. God made provision for his salvation. That grace came with salvation from the, the the destruction that was coming upon the world at that time Noah found grace in the sight of God he was pardoned he was forgiven of the sins he must have committed and not only that he had this gift of salvation the other people every other living soul on the surface of the earth was to perish and eventually perish but Noah and his household found grace in the sight of the Lord and they live. Salvation was part of that package of grace that he found in the sight of the Lord. Not only that, that package also I mean, con 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 contains the, the courage that he needed for him to stand the test of the time. You know how long it took for him to build the ark? And they were ridicule. It was unusual. It was ridiculous. It was absurd that he was building an ark 
for rain, for rain, for flood that never had happened. But he received grace. That grace contained the package of courage for him to continue to stand the ridicule, the persecution, the rejection. It contained the strength for him to carry through. That grace contained the supplies that he needed, the materials to build the ark, the heavenly support that he needed. That grace contained all of those. And the package contained the great, I mean, the, 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 the ability and the strength to please God. He had to please God. He had to do things the way God instructed him. He had to prepare himself and prepare his family. Bring all those animals into the ark. That grace contains that ability, contains that help, divine help that he needed to do all of those. He found grace in the sight of God. So grace is a broad thing that encompasses the benefits. Benefit from heaven, benefit from God, that man does not merit. Noah did not merit, he did not work for this grace. He did not merit it. But God showed to him. And the grace brought him life. The grace brought him pardon. The grace brought him supplies. The grace brought him abundance and it brought him strength and courage to finish well. Lord, we multiply his grace in your life and in my life in Jesus' name. Let's move to the New Testament. And the concept is the same. The grace of God. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. Titus 2 verse 11. The grace of God. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation had appeared to all men. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. And you know what the salvation of the Lord is? Salvation from sin and the consequences of sin. That salvation the Bible tells us is in no other man. But in the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 3 verse 16. John 16, uh, 3 16. The grace of God brings salvation. That salvation is contained. It consists in the in Son Jesus Christ. John 3 16. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him. Should not perish. But have everlasting life. The grace of God. I said Jesus Christ. The favor that God showed. To mankind. And that favor. Brings Jesus Christ from heaven. To die for our sins. To shed his blood. For the remission of our sins. So we can have pardon. That grace. The package of grace. Contains life. Life everlasting. Just as the package of grace for Noah contained life. Salvation from the destruction that came upon the world at that time. 
the salvation, the grace of the Lord. In our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of the Lord contains the gift of eternal life, salvation and liberation from sin, life in eternity. When others are perishing in hell, we have life in the kingdom of God. That is part of the package of the grace of God that appears to all men. And that grace is rich, is deep, is broad, is wide. And it is all consists in the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 1. John, the book of John. Let's read from verse 14. John chapter 1 from verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwell among us and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth john bear witness of him and christ say this was he of whom i spake he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me and of his fullness have we all received grace and grace for grace Grace for grace. You see, that, that's loaded. Grace for grace. Grace in itself is unmerited favor that comes with benefit, package of benefits unto man. And now that grace, it says grace upon grace. So, Jesus Christ was a gift of grace from God. We didn't merit him, but God gave him. And he comes... It comes with package of benefit that is consist in him and so we receive of the grace that is of him more grace inside of his own grace so it is it is a compound blessing from the Lord grace for grace grace for grace and that is why he says growing grace because there is that that, that is no limit to the grace the, the, the reach and the riches of the grace that God has provided for us in his only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We did merit this favor. We didn't work for it. We couldn't pay the price of it. But God, out of his love, out of his mercy, gave unto us his only begotten son so that we don't perish. So that we have pardon. So that we are forgiven. So that we have eternal life. So that we are delivered from sin. We are delivered from Satan. We are delivered from sicknesses. It is all the gift of God. I pray that you will enjoy this full package that the Lord has provided for us in His Son in Jesus' name. And this package, you have salvation. You have the strength of the spirit in this package you have the blessings of the kingdom the riches of the kingdom in this package you have protection you have refuge you have sanctification you have the grace and the ability to live even in the in the corruption of this world to live as say just as noah had the grace to live in those in the midst of those people 
that were opposed to his cause, that were opposed to his uh, to, to, to the, the, the vision that God had given him. He had the courage, he had the ability to stand the test of time. The package that we have, the grace of the Lord that brought salvation to us, contains that ability, this divine help for us to live righteously in this present world. So, don't take like, don't settle for less. The kingdom contains riches, blessings, things that we need for life and for eternity. And I pray God will open your eyes to see what God has provided for you in the kingdom through His Son Jesus Christ so that you can lay hold on all that belongs to you in Jesus' name. Let's go to the next point, our receiving of the Savior's grace. Our receiving of the Savior's grace. To whom is this grace available? To whom? It is available to all. God is not partial. God does not discriminate when it comes to his issue of his grace, the issue of salvation, the issue of life. It is available to all, but it is granted to only those that believe. It is available to all, but it is granted to only those that believe. John chapter 1 verse 12 But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. It is as many that believe and as many that receive. Receiving of the grace of the Lord. The grace is available to all but it's granted unto those that really believe and are received. That is why it is important that you grab this grace, you receive this, you believe the possibilities of this grace. Believe the availability of this grace. Believe in the sufficiency of this grace. Believe on the indispensability of this grace. You need this grace. Without this grace, you can amount to nothing. Believe you need it. Because in it consists life. In it consists blessing. In it consists victory. Receiving of the Savior's grace. It is by faith. It is by those. It is for those that believe. Salvation itself is by faith. If you don't believe, you are not going to be saved. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's look at it verse 7. Receiving of the Savior's grace. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace. The grace is rich, but let's see how do we receive. It is by faith. Ephesians 2 chapter 5. 5, 5, verse 5, even, chapter 2, verse 5, even when we were dead in sin, had quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved. And verse 8, for by grace are ye saved, through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. 
but you receive it by faith. You receive it by believing that yes, it is meant for me. Yes, it, it has benefit for me. Yes, I need it. And this salvation, I'm a sinner. God, pardon me. I come repenting. Forgive me. And I know Jesus died for me. He shed his blood for the forgiveness and remission of my sin. I believe you, Lord. I believe what your blood, your son Jesus has done for me on Calvary. You believe and you take it by faith. Even though you can't see Christ on the cross with your naked eyes, but yes, you believe that yes, over 2,000 years ago, he was crucified on the cross for you. He shed his blood, and by the shedding of blood, there is remission of sin. Your sins were cleansed. Your sins were purged. You receive it by faith, and salvation becomes yours. And not only that, you receive this abundance grace by believing that yes, there is more than enough in this package for me. It's not only salvation, but every other thing that I need for life or for godliness is consists in this package of grace. It is by faith, it is through faith. And when we come to the depth and the height of this grace, know that yet God has indeed be gracious unto us because it's, it is larger than life it is larger than life because the grace has complementary benefits that our mind cannot really conceive fully they are complementary meaning that they are add-ons the addition and you begin you enter into this benefit and this complementary benefit by first receiving Jesus into your life by first accepting Jesus as your savior because it is him that opened the way for you to access those benefits it is him that makes the way through for you to get to the throne of mercy where you receive abundance of grace. Let's look at it this way. You know, when you stay in some hotels, many of these hotels have complimentary breakfast, right? So, you are entitled to the complimentary breakfast because you stay in the hotel. It is part of the package. You don't need to pay extra for the breakfast unless you want to take extra or some buy some additional whatever. But the complimentary package of breakfast is part of your uh, your entitlement for paying and lodging in that hotel. The same way, when we come to Christ, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He has complimentary benefits. It's not just breakfast that, oh, the breakfast is too lame. I don't want this type of breakfast. No. The complimentary benefit that Jesus provides, that God provides in this package of grace is so rich and so deep. You know, you have sanctification in the package. You have baptism of the Holy Ghost in the package. 
you have protection and refuge in the package. You have sufficient abundant supplies from God. You have it in the package. You have strength of the Spirit of God. You have it in the package. The ability to lead, to stand the test of time is part of the package. Wisdom from God is part of the package. So, it has depths and height that our mind will struggle to conceive. Again, the complimentary package, I mean, complimentary breakfast in the hotels. You know, you can miss out the breakfast. If you don't go for it, you lose it. It is your choice. If you don't go for it, they have set time for the breakfast. If you don't go there and take it, you lose it. It's available, but if you don't go for it, you miss out on it. In the same way, the grace is available. The package, the complimentary package, the benefits are all available. As many as believe. But if you don't go for it, if you don't ask for the grace, if you don't see yourself, oh, I need more grace. I need more grace for my prayer life. I need more grace for me to live righteously. I need more grace for me to be strong in the Lord. I need more grace for me to show for the praises and the glory of the Lord. I need more grace. If you don't really go for it, you might not get in, you might not increase in this grace of the Lord. You might not grow in this grace of the Lord. You might not reach the depth and the height of this grace, of this benefit that God has really given unto us. So it is important, if you are going to receive of this, of this grace of the Savior, you have to go for it. You have to believe. You have to, you have to pray for it and you have to have faith and God will give unto you as you ask of Him. The grace is rich. The grace is deep. Let's look at Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. You know why do people complain all the time? You see believers complaining all the time. It's because they don't have the grace. Well, if you see a believer that is always complaining, that believer lacks grace. Because the Bible says that God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. You see, it is grace that is going to supply the sufficiency. And we... In our, in our search description today, we look at the uh, joy of the believer, the confidence of believers. And it is important we rejoice in the law. Of course, there will be need, there will be cares of life from day to day. But in the midst of that, you have confidence and believe and faith in God. You rejoice in Him that He will supply all your needs. And so you rejoice. And through the joy of the Lord, you draw from the wells of salvation. From the abundance of the grace of the Lord. You rejoice. So a believer is not supposed to be complaining. But rejoicing in the Lord. See a believer that is complaining, that, that believer lacks grace. It might be for whatever receive, maybe for your personal issue, or maybe societal issues, or if you are complaining, it is because you lack the grace of the Lord. The grace of the Lord 
It is right inside of you. We give you courage. We give you hope. We give you expectation. We give you assurance. Know that yes, God is for me. God is on my side. The sufficiency of God is there. God is not going to forsake me. I am the work of the law of the of the Lord's hands. He is going to meet all my needs. He will not forsake me. He is a faithful God. He's faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his covenant. Since God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always, not temporary, not occasionally, always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Pray God will make his grace abound toward you in Jesus' name. So don't miss out on what belongs to you in the kingdom of God. Come boldly to the throne of the mercy of God and ask for abundance of grace. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 6 or 16 rather. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Receiving from the Savior's grace. You have to come boldly. You have to come for it. Ask for the grace of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Find grace to help in time of need. You need grace. You need the help of God. You need the strength of God. You need supplies from God. You need refuge from God. All of these are benefits, are gifts that you don't merit. And so that is why we call them package. Content of the package of the grace of God. Because grace by its definition is unmerited favor that God shows. So that is why I said if there is only one thing you need in life. It is the grace of God because it consists all that you need for life and for eternity. Regard will multiply his grace in your life in Jesus' name. When we receive the grace of the Lord, it is important that we understand that God gives his grace for us to do his pleasure. For us to please him. For us to accomplish his purpose. Remember again the case of Noah. Noah received grace. He received grace not for fun. Not just to waste the grace of God. He received the grace. So that God will accomplish his purpose. Through him. He got the benefits. He was saved. When others were sinking. The deeper they were sinking in the flood. The higher it was rising. God, by His grace in your life, will make you rise above every flood in Jesus' name. When others are sinking, you will rise by the grace of God in Jesus' name. The grace of God is not in vain, must not be received in vain. When you receive the grace of God, we're talking of the grace of God that comes through His, Lord, His Son Jesus Christ. That grace is not to be received in vain. You are saved. 
That is a wonderful benefit that money cannot buy. Don't let that grace that you have received be in vain. The package that comes with that salvation is not supposed to be in vain. The gift of the Holy Spirit, the sanctification of your heart is for you to live righteously to show forth the possibility of the grace of God, the possibility of the Spirit of God, the effect of salvation, the effect of Christ in the life of a man, the difference that Jesus Christ makes in the life of a man, for you to show the world that yes, God can turn the life of a man around and can make him to be saved in the midst of sinners and live righteously in the corruption of this world. The grace is not to be in vain. Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 Second Corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain receiving of the Savior's grace don't receive the grace of God in vain. Noah did not receive the grace of God in vain. He built the ark. He brought in his own household. He preserved prosperity. <coughs> he brought in those animals. And he preserved them. He fulfilled the purpose of God. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. If Noah was complaining, he was looking at the, the, the rejection and all the people, all the, the whole world was against Noah. For he received the grace, indeed the purpose of God. The grace of God available to you that you have received. How are you using the grace? Are you showing for the praises of the Lord? Are you fulfilling the purpose of God? Are you lifting up the banner of Christ? The grace of the Lord is not supposed to be received in vain. The grace of the Lord will not be in vain in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't complain about or give excuses of your weaknesses. Receive the grace of God and live on the strength of the grace of God. To overcome trials and temptations or to overcome the weaknesses of the flesh. The grace is sufficient for us to live victoriously above sin, above Satan, above the weaknesses of the flesh. Don't complain. Look beyond your own weaknesses and look at the grace of the Lord. Look beyond your limitation, your human limitation, and look at the limitlessness of the grace of the Lord. Look at the possibilities and the power of the Almighty God who has given you His grace. And He says, My grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 12 said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weaknesses, or in weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Stop complaining about your inadequacies. Stop looking and focusing on your deficiencies. Focus on the sufficiency of the grace of God and go for this. Ask for more grace. You are weak. Ask for the strength of the Lord. You need more wisdom. Ask for this wisdom. Supplies. Ask for the. They are all available as part as the content of this package of grace from God. And God will give unto you as you believe in Jesus' name. I say God will give unto you sufficient grace as you believe and you go for it in Jesus' name. Let's go to the third point. Our growth in the sustaining grace. Our growth in the sustaining grace. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to whom be glory both now and forever. And the church says, Amen. Praise the Lord. Grow in grace. Grow in grace. What does it mean to grow in grace? To grow in grace, you have to face. Growing grace meaning you are receiving more of the grace of God. And on the other side, you are demonstrating more and more the ability, the possibility of the grace of God in you. You are growing in usefulness, in demonstrating and showing forth the work of grace in you. You are growing in grace. And you are growing in receiving. You are receiving more. More from the grace of the Lord. More from the, bene the complementary benefit of this grace of the Lord. Growing in grace. Growing in grace. The Lord will increase you in his grace in Jesus' name. The riches of the grace of God know no limits. You cannot reach its limits. That is why that second Peter says we must grow in grace. Because there is no limit. Grow. Don't settle for less. Don't stay at the periphery of the grace of God. You know many believers. When they are born again, they think where well, I have arrived. That is it. Of course, that is great. That is wonderful because it grants, it grants you tickets to eternal life. But that is not God does not want you to settle at just the level of salvation. How about the what the, the, the sanctification of your heart, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, so that you can demonstrate the power of the Spirit of God. You can heal the sick, raise the dead, do wonders, put the enemies to fly, show the power and the glory of God in the land of the living. How about that? Remember Peter? Remember Paul? 
the apostles. Even in the Old Testament, you remember Elijah, Elisha. Elisha, when he was dead, they put his bones in the in the, in the, in the sepulchre, and they threw, when they threw a dead person to that to that sepulchre, the bones of Elisha raised the dead. How about that? Don't you want to go to the height and to the depth of the grace and the possibilities of the grace of God? Don't settle for less. That's why they grow in grace. There is more. There is more in the kingdom. There is more than you know that you can your mind can conceive. There is much more. There is no limit. You can't reach the limit of the grace of the law. Everyone needs to grow in grace. Young converts, or if I starting with a sinner, you are there, you are there, you are a sinner. Receive the grace of God. He has brought salvation. Receive and believe. Receive Jesus Christ and be saved. That is the starting point of receiving the grace of God. Young converts, you are a new, you are a young convert in Christ. Receive the grace of God and grow unto maturity. There is much more in the kingdom that you have received. You are an old time believer. Yes, of course, there is much more for you that you can receive in the kingdom of the spirit of the Lord, of the power of the Lord, the grace and the, the anointing and the gift of the spirit of God for you to do exploit. There is much more to everyone, to the young and to the old, newcomer and old timer. Everyone needs to grow. There is room for growth for everyone in the grace of the Lord. Pray God will open your eyes in Jesus' name. If we are truly going to grow in grace, there are principles we must comply with. There are principles, if we are going to grow in grace, there are principles that we must comply with. Let's look at these principles. Number one is humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God to grow in His grace. That means you see yourself as somebody that needs this grace of God. You are not sufficient of yourself. You have not arrived. You don't feel complacent. You say, God, I need more of you. I need more of you. And you humble yourself before the Lord as a babe. And not only that, all the things God has done for you through his grace and all you have been able to accomplish in the kingdom, the goods you have shown or you have been able to do, all by the grace of God, you attribute them to God. And you give him the glory. You humble yourself, God, whatever I am, whatever I have been, it is by your grace. And I give you all the glory. Not because I'm wise, not because of my intellect, not because I'm smart, not because I'm connected with people. It is just all by your grace. Lord, I give you all the glory. You humble yourself. And God will give you more grace in Jesus' name. James chapter 4, verse 6. James 4, 6. Our growth in the sustaining grace. James 4, verse 6. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And if you jump to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. 
First Peter chapter 5 verse 5 Likewise ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder Yea, all of you be subject one to another And be clothed with humility For God resisted the proud And giveth grace to the humble He gives grace to the humble Humble yourself before the Lord And He will give you more grace in Jesus name Principles for growing in the sustaining grace number two don't receive the grace of god in vain don't receive the, if you want to grow in the great the secret is use the grace of god for his purpose for his glory use it and spend it the more you spend the more room you create for you to receive if you just received it and you don't use it you are saturated you have no place there's no space god comes and says he's looking for where to pour more grace and he looks at it you have not used the one you received yesterday or last year the place is i mean it's, it's, it's there no, no space to contain more grace so god looks around and where say this one is not ready and he passes by god will not pass you by in jesus name Amen. so use the grace of god you have don't say well my talent is small my talent is uh, it's insignificant Use that small talent, that little thing you have, that little gift you have, that little opportunity you have. Use it and you create more room for God to fill you. And God will fill you to be overflowing in Jesus' name. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. Let's hear from a man and receive the grace of God. And through that grace, it did exploit. You will do exploit through the grace of the Lord in Jesus' name. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. He received the grace of God and he used the grace of God to labor. And the more he was laboring, the more God was bestowing the grace. And so the more he received, the more he That is why you see Apostle Paul, see all the epistles he wrote, see the exploit he did. I pray God will quicken you unto using his grace. To do exploit in the land of the living in Jesus' name. Use the grace of God. Don't receive the grace of God in vain. It is dangerous to receive it in vain. It is wasteful. And of course, it is disastrous to receive the grace of God in vain. It is disappointing. Let's look at the story in Matthew chapter 25. Reading it from verse 24. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. Let's read from verse 24. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man. Reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, 
thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which has ta ten talents. For unto every one that, ha that has shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that has not shall be taken away even that which he has. You, see, you know the story here. Some two of the servants they receive talent and they traded with it. One received ten and made another and made profit. The other one received five and made profit. He received one and he put it. He belittled it. He despised it and did not trade with it. And at the end of the day, the only one he had, they took it and gave it to the one that had that ten talent. The ten, the one that had ten talent, he, he received. He, I mean, he got addition not because. He got ten originally. It was because he was faithful. And he used the one he had. He used it to profit the master. No matter what you have. No matter how little it might be. It's significant. It might be in your eyes. Don't despise it. Use it. Opportunities you have. Use it. To extend the kingdom of the Lord. To, extend, to accomplish the purpose of God. You have talent, you have treasure, you have time. All of these little, little, little things you can use to accomplish the purpose of the Lord. And as you do it, God will bestow more of his grace upon your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Third thing that we must observe is test for more. Test for more. You have to test for more. Don't settle for less. If you don't test, if you don't, if you don't desire more, you are not going to get more. Just like that complimentary breakfast. If you don't go for it, also where you despise the the breakfast. I don't really need this. You don't go. I mean, after the the, the ten o'clock, they, they pack the tables. The breakfast is gone, and you miss it out. You miss out on it. So you ask for you task for more. Go, I want more. I want more. I want more. I'm not, I, I thank you. I'm appreciating what you have done for me. I mean the grace I have, the gift I have, but I believe that is I can do more for you. And for me to do more for you, I need more grace. I need more gifts. I need more help. I need more divine ability enablement. You ask for more. You see God on his highly exalted throne and the largeness of his kingdom and the provisions of the kingdom the possibilities of the kingdom and you see yourself as a child of the kingdom a child of a king a prince of the kingdom princess of the kingdom and i'm not going to settle for less i have a big god and i have i can think big i can do big things for the lord I can do exploit for the Lord because I have a big God, a mighty God. The Lord will enlarge our coast in Jesus' name. But we got to enlarge our hearts. We got to enlarge our heart. Don't limit yourself. 
Where were you last year spiritually? Where are you this year? Are you growing? Are you moving forward? Are you taking hold on the gift, the grace of God for you to grow? Or you are just limiting yourself? You are just settling at your comfort zone? And you're feeling complacent? I'm okay here. No, you are not okay there. God purpose you for the top. He purpose you to be the head and not the tail. He purpose you to do a spray for him. You are the ambassador of Christ in this generation. You can't hide the light of Christ under the bushel. For you to show this world the power and the glory of the Lord, you need the power and the spirit of the Lord. So ask for more of Him. And there is much more for you in the kingdom. If Paul the Apostle could ask for more, I wonder who does not need to ask for more. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Reading from verse 12. Not as though I had already attained and remember all that I had already done. And he said here, not as though I had already attained. Either were already perfect, but I follow after in that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, the accomplishments that are behind, the successes of the past, the glory of the all of those things I forget they are behind. And reaching forth unto those things which are before me, press toward them, I press toward the man for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You see? That is the secret of growing in grace. That is the secret. That is the key. Desiring more. Testing for more. And asking for more. So that God can fill you with more of his grace. The riches and the reach of the grace of God is deeper and higher and wider and broader and Everything more than what your mind can conceive. And that is why you must thirst for more of the grace of the Lord. As you do, the Lord will fill you in Jesus' name. Always go for more of the grace of the Lord. What level are you concerning the grace of God? What level are you? A sinner? What level are you? A convert? What level are you? An old time believer? Whatever your level, there is room for you to grow in the grace of the Lord. What is your decision today? What is your thirst today? What is the hunger of your soul today to get more of the grace of the Lord? Let's go to God in prayers. Let's go to God in prayers. I commit ourselves into the hands of the Lord. We need to pray. 
and ask God to fill us with more of his grace. Do you see yourself as someone who needs the grace of God? That is the starting point. If you don't see yourself as the one, as, a, as one that needs the grace of God, you may, not, you may not thirst for it. You may not be hungry for it. You may not ask for it. So see yourself. And see the expectations that God has for you. The assignment God has for you. The purpose God has for your life. And the need that in the indispensability of the grace of God for you to accomplish those purpose. To live righteously in the, in, the, in the corruption of this world. To overcome the enemies. Those that are opposed to the cause of righteousness. For you to stand the test of time. For you to do exploits in the Lord. Ask for this grace. So you can accomplish the purpose of God for your life. Stop looking at your inadequacies. Stop looking at your deficiencies. Stop complaining about your inadequacies and about your lack. Focus on the sufficiency of the grace of God. I can do all things through Jesus, through Christ who strengthened me. Yes, you can do all things. Yes, God can help you. Yes, God will help you. Yes, God will release His grace into your life. Yes, God will bestow His grace upon your life. But you must test for it. You must ask for it. You must go for it. Ask God, what do you need? Make up your mind as you receive the grace of the Lord. I'm not going to allow the grace of God to be in vain in my life. I'm going to use it. This is only one life I have. This grace of God I receive, I'm going to use it to accomplish the purpose of God. And the corner where you are, shine the light of God through the grace of God. Show Christ to others. Promote the kingdom of God. Use the grace of God and create more rules for you to receive more of the grace of God into your life. The Lord will open the wells of salvation. You will draw from it. And God will open the treasuries of heavens. The throne of mercy. The throne of grace. And the grace of the Lord. And the riches of the kingdom. The benefits of the kingdom will flow into your life. And you will be overflowing with the grace and the benefit and the blessings of the kingdom of God. In Jesus name we pray. Our Father we bless your name. We thank you because you are a gracious God. Lord you are gracious oh Lord. Mind oh God you given unto us oh God. Grace oh God unto that you gave your son Jesus Christ unto us oh God to make 
us have life here on earth and in eternity to come. And come, O Lord, with Jesus Christ is a package of the benefit and the blessings of the kingdom. Lord, the great the package of your grace. Lord, this day, O Lord, you have opened our mind. You have spoken to us. And you have made us to understand that there is limit that's limitless, O Lord. Grace and there is limitless abundance, there is limitless provisions and, 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 and possibilities of this grace of the kingdom. Lord, we come with our mouths widely open. Now we are asking, O God, that you feel also God to be overflowing with your grace in Jesus' name. Grace for righteousness. Grace for exploit. Grace for victory. Grace for success, Lord. Grace for lifting up the banner of Jesus Christ. Lord, release more of your grace into our lives in Jesus' name. And your grace that we receive will not be in vain in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we pray. You quicken each and every one here, God, to use the grace that we have. Lord, to accomplish the purpose of God, to promote the kingdom of God, to do exploit in the land of the living, so that we create more rooms for you to pour in your grace in our lives in Jesus' name. Lord, we bless you. We give you glory and praise because we know you have answered us. As we go this week, Lord, go with us, Lord. Be our guide. Be our shade. Be our reward in Jesus' name. Keep us from all evils, Lord. Keep us from falling. We will not fall. We will not falter. We will not fall into the traps of the enemies in Jesus' name. We will not be victims of calamities. We will not be victims of death. Bless the labors of our hands, Lord. Crown our labors, O God, with success in Jesus' name. We bless you. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord.